When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift of Moses commanded as a testimony to them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's been a report of two builders building houses that look the same, but only one of them managed to survive in the face of the terrible storm we saw last weekend. As soon as we get the name of the builders, we'll report it live to you, so you know which firm to avoid. But now we're going live to just outside Capernaum to hear the news as it happens. Oh yes, you join me live on the outskirts of Capernaum. Now it's usually a pretty desolate place, but seems a little busier than normal today, with crowds of people coming down off the mountainside. Now I'm told that Jesus has been teaching on the mountain and had some pretty interesting things to say, but we're here because apparently Jesus has been doing a lot more than just talking. We're hoping to talk to somebody who has been with Jesus. Oh, oh, excuse me. Hi. Um, could, I, could I ask you a few questions? Oh, me? Yeah, of course. Now, I'm assuming that you're here because you've had the chance of talking to Jesus. Well, hear him teach. It's been a bit more than that, I can tell you. Really? Oh, Jesus has changed my life. Changed your life? Isn't that a little bit dramatic? I mean, he's only been here a few hours. How can he have changed your life? I mean, I'm guessing you don't really know where you are, do you? I mean, this area is normally deserted. You see, people like me are around here, but it's basically for the outcasts and the, well, the unclean. The outcast and the unclean, you say? Yeah, I mean, this is where, this is where the lepers live. Because, well, we're not allowed to go into the towns and the cities because we're just so unclean. And this is where I used to live. Well, it was until Jesus came. You mean he's kind of changed the rules and you can go everywhere now? Well, no, no, no. Lepers are still unclean, but I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm really not following. What do you mean? Well, we're out here because, well, nobody wants to come near us. And nobody certainly wants to touch us because of our disease. But then, well, Jesus came. Yes, and he changed your life. Yeah, you've said that, but, but how? Well, I was desperate. You don't know what it's like to be an outcast or a leper. I mean, you know, you can't see your friends or your family. You can't go and give them a hug. And, well, certainly nobody wants to come and touch you because it's just too risky. So what did Jesus do? Well... I saw him. I'd heard him speak earlier. So I thought, right. So I ran down to him and I, I knelt before him. And I, well, I asked him to heal me. And you know what he did? He did something that nobody has done before. He reached out and he, he touched me. He held my hand. He touched you? I know. I mean, normally that would be pretty life-changing for him in a bad way because of my disease but it wasn't life-changing for him it was life-changing for me he wasn't made dirty I was made clean it was amazing 
Wow, so you don't even, you don't, you don't have leprosy anymore? No, I don't have leprosy anymore because Jesus has changed my life forever. That, that really is amazing. Well, you know, look, I'm still, I'm still quite overwhelmed. And, um, but he told me to go and make a sacrifice, to be thankful, and I am so thankful. Well, of course, I mean, you, of course you would be. Well, now, he did say one thing, though. He told me not to tell anybody. So this is just a chat between, between us, yes? I mean, almost, yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's just Jesus has changed my life. It's amazing. Th- thank you so much. It truly is. Thank you for talking to us. The unclean made clean. Fascinating. Uh, that's all. Oh, back to the studio. That is the, uh, the first of our stories from uh, Matthew that we're looking at. And if you've got a Bible there and you want to have a look, um, just as we look at what happens, the amazing story of the, uh, the man with leprosy um, and what happens when uh, Jesus was in that area and he ran and he spoke to him and he knelt down before him. Uh, now the man, uh, we'll, if we can get our slides back up, Jez. Give me a wave if we can't. Um, the man was... Uh, an outsider. Uh, He was an outsider. And as you just saw, he was an outsider because of the disease that he had. It meant that he couldn't go to places that other people could go to. He had to be kept away from other people. He was was a physical outsider. And because of the disease that he had, which would have spread across his body, people didn't want to know about him. They didn't want to be with him. And he used the word, did you hear? He used the word unclean. Now, I've put a picture there of somebody trying to wash their hands. It was not quite like that. It wasn't quite that he could just, he was unclean, and so he could go and clean himself and make himself well and clean again. He was unclean. He was somebody who was unable to be with other people. There were clean people, um, almost uh, um, those who were uh, able to live a normal life, and there were unclean people, people who couldn't and people didn't want to go near And he was an outsider, and he was unclean. And the story really focuses on that question, the first of our two questions that Sarah mentioned earlier, where he was asking and focusing on whether Jesus was willing. Did Jesus want to heal him? Twice he says, if you notice there, twice he says, Lord, if you are willing, uh, if you are willing, and the Lord says, I am willing. And his hope is that Jesus wants to heal him. He needs somebody who is willing to make him clean. And the remarkable thing is, you heard the story and the, and the, uh, and the man with leprosy telling his story. The remarkable thing was when Jesus touched him, instead of like normal, him making everybody else unclean, Jesus's cleanness, his perfect cleanness, made the man clean. It went that way instead of the other way. So here was an outsider. Here was somebody who said, Lord, I want to know if you are willing to help me. And Jesus, wonderfully, is willing. Jesus is willing. We're going to hear a little bit more. We're going to hear another story in just a bit, and we'll think a bit more about that. But we're going to sing a song. Now, we're going to sing a new song, so I'm going to ask Sarah to help us with it. And I think we're going to do various bits as we learn this song. So I'll hand over to her again. The second reading is Matthew 8, verse 5 to 13.
When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. in the programme some driving tips from the Duke of Edinburgh but now let's go back over to Cabernium because we've got some more breaking news. Hello, can you hear me? Can you tell what's going on over there? Yes, thank you. I'm here now in the city of Capernaum and what has been a very surprising day so far. Jesus is causing quite a stir here and I've heard reports of the most remarkable event taking place. Oh, hello, sir. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I have a word? Hello. Yes, hi. Now, I understand that you've had an encounter with Jesus. Uh, Could you tell us what happened? Yes, I have met Jesus. Um, I'm just struggling to get my head around it. Uh, So you're a centurion, is that right? Uh, Yes, uh, I'm very important. Uh, I give orders and uh, people obey uh, what I say. They just do what I tell them to do. Um, Neil! Uh, Neil! What are you doing? You shouted Neil, so I did. Neil is my servant. Yes. Mm -hmm. Neil, would you just uh, polish uh, my sword, please? Thank you, Neil. Thank you. You do have quite an authoritative voice. Uh, I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of you. Anyway, uh, what does it have to do with Jesus? Well, um, it's about Neil, my servant. You've just met him. Uh, Neil was incredibly sick. He was in great pain, paralyzed from the waist down. And you know what? I could do nothing about it. You know, being a scary uh, soldier can only get you so far. So I asked Jesus to help. And he offered to come to my house. Wow. What an honor. Jesus came to your house. Uh, No. No, he didn't come to my house. No. Uh, Jesus is a man of of great authority. I, I don't deserve that at all. I told him he could just say the word and it would happen. You you mean without going to your house, without seeing your servant and without touching him, he healed him? That's unheard of. Yeah, I know. But you don't know Jesus. He's he's just that sort of guy. You know, he wasn't expecting me to say that. So what did he say when you told him that, you know, just just to say the word? 
Well, he told me uh, he told me to go, and it would be just as I had believed, and so uh, it was. And um, Jesus healed him with a word. He healed him with a word. I know it's amazing, but he really helped me, a Gentile. You know, um, I don't deserve. He, he doesn't hang around with guys like me at all. I don't deserve it at all. But Jesus, well, he said the word, and Neil was healed. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us. That is all that we have time for today on Galilee News. That is our second story that we have. We've heard about the leper and the man who was an outsider because of his disease. And then we meet another man, a centurion, and he is also um, an outsider. And he's an outsider for a different reason. Look, I found a photo of Adam there. Um, it's, uh, it's remarkable. He looks very strong and, uh, and, and tough. Um, and he is a centurion. He's a Roman centurion. And he is an outsider too, but for a different reason. He is an outsider because he's not one of the Jewish people. Um, you might have heard him say that. He is a Gentile. He is not part of those who were God's people, but he comes to Jesus in great need. He comes because his uh, servant is sick and is suffering terribly, and he needs Jesus' help. But he comes also believing that Jesus is able to help. Do you remember the leper? And we said one of the things he was focused on is, was Jesus willing to help him? Did he want to help him? And the centurion comes now asking Jesus, I think you are able to help, will you? So when he comes to him, he says, I'm somebody who's in charge of lots of people. I know what it's like. Um, the leper didn't have much power at all, but the centurion, he's a powerful person. Um, I wonder if you would very quickly, if you're, particularly if you're near somebody, could you ask them, uh, perhaps maybe if you're one of the children here, you might ask a grown-up, do you have people who work for you? Not everyone will do, but some of you might be sitting near somebody who has people who work for them. Would you turn to somebody nearby? Do you have people who work for you? Okay, so you might have found out something about somebody nearby that they do. Maybe they don't. Not everyone here will do. But there might be some people here who have lots of people who work for them. And they know what it is to give instructions, to ask people to do things, and to have them do it. And it's part of how they work and the things that they do and look after people. And the centurion was like that. Somebody with power, somebody who knew what it was. But he came to Jesus humbly and said, look, I know that I can do this. But I think, Jesus, you are even more powerful than me. And when you say something, it can be done. And I don't even need you to come to my house. I believe that if you say it, he says these words, just say the word. If you say it, it will be done. And the remarkable thing we see, the amazing thing we see with this story is that Jesus is able we saw that Jesus was willing to help the leper, and we see that he is able to help the centurion with a word.
his servant is then healed. Now, we're going to come back and think about what that means in just a moment, but we're going to sing a song. We're going to remind ourselves of what it is to have Jesus. This was a remarkable time, the Bible tells us. Jesus walking amongst people physically and the impact he had. Uh, So let's stand and sing of that. We're going to sing uh, a great song. He walked on earth showing glimpses of heaven. Let's stand and sing. Um, These two that we've been thinking about this morning, the leper and the centurion, are both outsiders. They're both people who might have been outside of, uh, of things, who might have felt like they were outcasts or different. And it may well be that we feel like that for different reasons. We can feel different. We can feel like outsiders for lots of different reasons. It might be that we feel like we're different because of our skin colour. Uh, or the country that we are from, and that we feel like we don't fit in in the same way as others. Uh, it can be that we feel like we are outsiders because we are, we're different to those. Perhaps at school you feel different to some people. Perhaps you're not as good at something, or you feel you're not as good at something at school, uh, perhaps sports, uh, or things in the classroom, or perhaps uh, grown-ups, if we'll uh, acknowledge it too, sometimes we feel like we are not as good as others at something, and we feel different. Uh, we can feel different. Um, sometimes it can be that we, are, we appear on the outside as though we're the same as everybody else. But inside, we are carrying something that makes us sad, uh, concerned, and perhaps others don't know, but that we feel like we are outsiders. Um, it can be, I like this one, sometimes we feel like we are perhaps just uh, there waiting to be found out. And at some point, somebody is going to spot that we're not necessarily the same as everybody else. I don't know if you can spot the fox in that picture. Or perhaps, this one's like me, perhaps you feel like you've spent a good bit of your life pretending that you are something that really you are not. And that you have, you know, at various points in my life, I found myself thinking, do I really fit in here? Am I the same as everyone else? Or can I do a good impression of seeming like I'm the same as everybody else? And it can be hard if we feel um, like we are outsiders. Now, I wonder if you would just turn to somebody nearby. And perhaps if you are, you know, are there points, is there ever a point when you were younger, perhaps when you were at school, that you feel like you might be on the outside of things, where you feel different to others? Just turn with somebody nearby and maybe share for a moment, if you can. It doesn't have to be your deepest uh, feeling, um, but we'll have a moment of uh, of sharing um, just with somebody nearby. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you. It can be all sorts of things. It can be our family situation. It can be um, something that people don't know about. It can be our work situation. Uh, We may find ourselves unemployed and feel like suddenly we are an outsider compared to everybody else. We may find ourselves lonely uh, in life and find that we feel that we are an outsider to everyone else. Now, the two questions that I think we often want to ask at that point, and anybody who's been in this situation will know, 
Is anybody willing to help? Is anybody able to help me? Those are the two questions which our passage, our Bible reading, um, uh, mentioned as we went through. And what we see in, wonderfully in Jesus is with the leper and the centurion. We see him willing to help and we see him able to help. And it's a remarkable, when you think about it, he heals the man of his leprosy. He heals the centurion, the outsider. And it's as if, I, want, I put two words up on the screen here. One is the word welcome. And the other is the word hospitality. And if you imagine for a moment, when Jesus walked on earth, of course, it's amazing that he was able to do these things. And his presence here physically on earth, it was as though he was able to give a welcome with a capital W and hospitality with a capital H. He brings the outsiders in. He welcomes those who others didn't. He shows hospitality. Do you notice in the, uh, in the centurion story, if you've still got a Bible open, you'll notice that he talks to the centurion and says, you're an outsider, you're not one of God's people, but you are going to come in and have a, a seat at the table, a place at the feast. It is a, a kind of hospitality, a kind of welcome. Now with Jesus, it is pretty dramatic stuff, isn't it? You might say, well, I'm not Jesus. I can't do that. I can't heal a leper. I can't heal a centurion son. And no, nor can I. And it is dramatic, and it's amazing. I think we're meant to read it, and we're first of all meant to go, wow. Jesus could do that for those people. He could bring those outsiders in in a way that nobody else could. It's a capital W and a capital H, welcome and a hospitality. With us, I think we're meant to marvel at it, but we can also learn from it and look at it and see this is what Matthew is saying. This is Jesus' impact, his kingdom starting to grow and spread. This is the effect of it. And if you like, with us, it's much more ordinary. It's much more ordinary. It's, if you like, a welcome with a small w, hospitality with a small h, a welcoming of outsiders of a reaching out to them and a bringing them in. Let me give you some examples of what it might mean. It is very ordinary stuff in, in church family life. It is meals made for people. Do you know, um, we make, I know, I, I look out and I see you here and I know hundreds of you have made meals for people or received meals from people at times when you've needed them. It is as simple as connecting with somebody who may be feeling on the outside of things. In your mind, you may think, yes, I've, I've done that for somebody. I've made a meal for somebody. Or somebody was gracious and brought a meal round to me. It is the ordinary work. It's welcome with a small w and hospitality with a small h. It is our house groups. The, uh, the ordinary work of meeting week by week in house groups. Some of you might have heard me talk about this on the radio about a week or two ago. Um, talking about our, our experience of house groups. And what it means to just gather and to open God's word together and to connect with those who might feel like they are otherwise on the outside. It is the ordinary work of welcoming those who might be different to us, of seeing the ways in which they might be different to us and reaching out to them, whether it is here on a Sunday or through the week. These are ordinary things. They are welcome with a small w and hospitality with a small h. I wonder... Who could you do that for this week? Who could you do that for this week? Whether it's getting along to your house group or becoming a part of one and connecting with those who might be 
feeling on the outside of things, whether it's making a meal for somebody, whether it is making space in your home for somebody and offering them hospitality. Jesus offers a supreme kind of welcome and hospitality here as he brings outsiders in. There is a, a word um, in, uh, in Greek in the New Testament. It comes a couple of times. It's this word, xenia. This word means guest fellowship. It means hospitality. Now, you might not have come across this word, this uh, xenia, before. Um, but, you know, we get a certain word from it that we hear quite a bit. Somebody who doesn't show guest fellowship and hospitality. You know, that's where the word xenophobic comes from. Somebody who doesn't show hospitality and guest friendship is somebody who is xenophobic. It comes from the word for guest friendship and hospitality. And do you know, in the passage that we have, Jesus is the supreme example of guest friendship, of welcome, of the outsider. And I think we're meant to marvel at it. And he invites us to be a part of it. I wonder how we might do that this week. Perhaps we could chat with somebody afterwards, uh, somebody you've come with, uh, somebody in your family, about how we could do that together this week. We're going to sing. We're going to sing a really lovely song. You'll, some of you will know it uh, well. It begins, My God, and it speaks of all the ways in which God draws in the outsider and makes them whole as we will sing. Let's stand together 